Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, Dog Pound. Welcome to the Oracle Speaks. I am your host, the Village Elliot. I will talk to you today about the past present and future of the Cleveland Browns. My topic today is the playoff calculus of your favorite team, the Cleveland Browns. Also, our next opponent, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Cincinnati Bengals, one of our division rivals, our neighbors to the south. And what we thought was true, what we believed in last week, is no longer true. Now, we have a new reality. The reality is completely upset because the Bengals did the unthinkable. They actually beat the Jacksonville Jaguars without their franchise quarterback, Joe Burrow, who I think is actually the best quarterback in the NFL. But the Bengals are still a threat. They are. They beat a very good team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, with Jake Browning as their quarterback. Jake apparently is not as bad as everybody thought. We'll talk about in depth. But first, I want to make the point that football teams should not be thinking playoffs. Not at all. They should only be thinking about their next opponent. They should be focusing on the job at hand. This playoff business is just for fans. And to underscore that point, I got some help from none other than Coach Jim Mora of the Baltimore, not the Baltimore, the Indianapolis Colts. And... Uh, I got the playoff rant that he made some years back, and let's just listen to that. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? 
Let's hope we can win a game. Another game. <laughs> yeah, that was a famous rant. Thank you, Coach Mora. That was just absolutely spectacular and really underscores the point that we don't really like to talk about playoffs if we are the coach of the team or a player. All we're really talking about is the next game. So let's get that straight. You know, Browns players can't be worried about stuff like that. That's just not that's just not where it's at for them. As for us fans and sportscasters to talk about and as or or those who want to bet on it. You know, that would be a good reason to talk about playoffs. But, um, you know, that's not the mentality of the people that play in the sport. All they want to do is win the next game. That's all they have control over. So, um, all right, having made that point, let's talk about what has happened uh, to the division. The Bengals aren't going away. They still got T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd, and the guy that catches everything, Jamar Chase. And if you look at what actually happened is, well, uh, turns out that Jake Browning didn't throw as many passes as our guy, which kind of makes me mad. Our guy, you remember that uh, he threw the ball 44 times, Jake only needed 37 attempts and completed 32 passes. Amazing enough, threw for 354 yards against Jacksonville, a very good team. And uh, he had a rating of 115. Jamar Chase was targeted 12 times and caught 11 balls. When you've got a receiver like that, man, you don't need to be that franchisey in order to have some success, huh? Tyler Boyd, targeted seven times, had five catches, and uh, T. Higgins was three for three, 36 yards. Those guys are still there. They're still healthy. They have not been as injury decimated as the Browns. Bengals may not be the patsy that you imagine. The Browns may not be that superior to the Browns. No, the Browns kicked their butt early in the season, but remember that the Browns had Nick Chubb at that time. They had uh, Jack Conklin. I believe Conklin was still healthy at that time, wasn't he? That all-pro right tackle. And we, of course, uh, had our franchise quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Ooh, we had everybody healthy. And uh, now there's a lot of people that are hurting, that are not with the team, that are out for the year. And it's just not really the same team. And um, Bengals are, you know, a younger team, and they're tending to be more healthy than the Cleveland Browns. Browns have uh, Joe Flacco-mania. I expect to have a decision fairly soon about whether it will be Flacco that starts the game or whether it will be Dorian Thompson-Robinson. And the vast majority of fans, according to these informal polls that have been taken, are just infatuated with Joe Flacco. And he threw the ball 44 times and completed over 50%. What could be better than that? A quarterback that completes over 50% of his passes and he only had one interception. What could be better than that? Uh, he's been to the Super Bowl. He's a franchise quarterback if I ever saw one. I, we're just so in love with Joe Flacco after one game, and he's had two weeks of practice. 
it's just absolutely remarkable. Well, I'll tell you what. Actually, before I profess all of my love for Joe Flacco uh, and Flacco mania, I think it's time to take a little bit of a break and allow uh, time to carry out a few commercials so that we can actually support this gig. We want to thank all of the fans that have supported us so well. And we ask that you buy all the products that advertise on our show. It's really a great thing. So uh, let's pause for a few seconds for a commercial break. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And we're back, so buy all that stuff. Uh, Christmas is not that far away, so um, buy all those cars that are advertised on our shows, and um, it'll just be really great. You'll, You'll enjoy all of it. And buy Brown's stuff and and support Brown's charities and keep the economy booming. Thank you very much for your support. Yeah, okay, so uh, what what's happened is that, you know, the, the uh, Browns have won seven games, and right now we have a playoff position. If the Browns continue to win, they're in. Uh, it's very hard to imagine that the Browns will win out, but it's possible Winning the next game is the best thing they could possibly do. Now, Jacksonville, you will recall the narrative last week or leading up to the Monday night football game was that, wow, Jacksonville has a chance to have the best record in the AFC. Look at how great they've been. You know, they went on a run at the end of last year to make the playoffs, and they're still on that run. They're really doing outstandingly well. And, um, you know, things couldn't be brighter. And now they're playing the weak and lowly Cincinnati Bengals, who are 5-6. And, six, and um, you know, couldn't be better, right? Well, then the Cincinnati Bengals upset them. Now the Jaguars are 8-4. and four. They're only one game better than the Cleveland Browns. If the Cleveland Browns beat them, then the Browns, would be uh, eight and five, and the Jaguars would be eight and five. The Jaguars are in a division with the Colts and Texans, both of whom could be eight and five if they win their next game. So suddenly, uh, the you know the Jaguars are not that super fantastic. They're suddenly in the mix for a wild card, and they've got three teams in that division that could potentially be tied for the division lead. It's not clear that the Jaguars will make the playoffs if the Browns beat them. They could be in a three-way tie. It could be a lot of teams sitting there at 8-5. and five. Uh, uh, Not clear at all to me who wins the tiebreaker if there's you know, uh, so many teams that are 8-5. and five. The Browns have the tiebreaker now. Um, Depending on who gets to be eight and five, I'm not sure who you know who gets a tiebreaker if it's like a five-way tie or something like that. I'm not completely clear on that. The playoff possibilities 
are endless, but in any case, they need to win in order to be sure that they're in. Hey, that rhymes. I like that. Uh, the Browns are in a uh, two-way tie for second place in the division with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who found a way to also lose uh, to Arizona, and that was kind of comical. But Kyler Murray is not dead either, and he's a franchise quarterback. Uh, Steelers had a bad game. What can I tell you? Uh, if you have a good game plan, you can beat a very good team. That just the way it is in the NFL. There are no certain victories. Um, that's just the way that it is. But the Bengals at six and six are only one game away from the Browns and the Steelers. So what if the Bengals were to win out? They could wind up being eleven and six and they could be a threat. They could actually make the playoffs if they continue to win out. And who's to say that they can't win out if Jake Browning finds himself and is able to play at a very high level? It's certainly possible. Um, 10 and 7. Is 10 and 7 going to make the playoffs? It's not guaranteed. But I think it's very possible that the last wild card spot could go to a team that is 10 and 7 it, it would be something like a 3 4 5 team tie at 10 and 7 i think there'll be a bunch of teams at 10 and 7 and i don't know who's going to have the tiebreaker it's impossible to forecast with any kind of reasonable certainty but who knows just finish 10 and 7 and see if you win the tiebreaker or not um i think that 11 wins is probably a a good chance that you're going to be in if you do that. Um, but, uh, you know, so if, if the Browns manage to win that game and be 8-5, and five, the Jaguars are 8-5, and five, you can see that there's going to be four or five teams that are at that 8-5 and five level. Um, so I think this is getting very interesting. The reality that we thought we believed in last week is totally upset. But let's just count the number of teams that could be 8-5. and five. Let's see, the Steelers could be 8-5. and five. The Browns could be 8-5. and five. Uh, The Colts and Texans could be 8-5. and five. Um, So it's 1, 2, 3, 4... Yeah, okay, so there could be four teams unless they play each other. Wait, one, two, three, four, five teams could go eight and five. So that, yeah, that could be a mess. That could really be a mess. Um, we better win the game. So the team that we thought was going to be dominant, Jacksonville, might not be dominant if the Browns beat them. Colts and Texans, who we thought were going to be kind of like doormats for the season, they could be challenging the Jaguars, kicking them out of the division lead and maybe even beating them out for the wild card position. So, C.J. Beathard, 
we think, oh, he's not nearly the franchise quarterback that, um, uh, you know, that, that we are expecting to face. But for one game, man, he was 9 out of 10. If he's going to be 9 out of 10, 90% completion rate against us, they may not miss Trevor Lawrence as much as you might expect. Maybe Trevor Lawrence, I'll have to check to see what the point spread actually changed by, but maybe he's only worth three points to them. Maybe he's only a field goal quarterback. Uh, C.J. Beathard might be good enough to get them past the Browns, especially since the Browns are injury depleted. The Browns should get something for being uh, on the home field. And, um, you know, we'll just have to wait and see, but... The um, Browns are a home field underdog, and I think they deserve their underdog status. And uh, it could go either way. I think we have a puncher's chance. I'd like to see who the starter is. I think it'll be probably announced on Wednesday, whether it'll be Dorian Thompson-Robinson or whether he remains in concussion protocol and whether it will be the new darling Flacco who completed more than 50% of the passes that he threw, and uh, whether uh, you know that makes him the number one quarterback for the rest of the year or not. I think Joe is very capable. Uh, I said this all along, that he proved that he has the ability when he threw for 300 yards against the Browns while playing for the New York Jets. Anybody who can throw for 300 yards while playing with the Jets is a good quarterback. The Jets always blame the quarterback for everything that goes wrong on offense, and it's not the quarterback's fault. It's the fault of the offense. They don't have an offensive line, especially in 2022. They lost the uh, two offensive starting tackles, the starting offensive tackles, and they couldn't protect the quarterback. So anytime you're going to let the quarterback get sacked 50 times a year, uh, it's just not going to work out very well for them. They just really had no offense at all, and it's not much different this year. So I, I think that you ought to disregard what the quarterback record is, and, um, you know, I, I just really don't think they have much talent on that offensive side of the ball at all. And um, Flacco, I think... Uh, we might question his injury history and whether he's got the mobility to evade the pass rush uh, at this stage in his career. Um, but he's an accurate passer. He's a pocket passer, and I think he's pretty good. Not going to be the same offense. It's going to take a few weeks before he gets really synced up with his wide receivers. And a lot of people say, that, oh, man, the wide receivers dropped a lot of balls. Yeah, well, no kidding. What do you expect? The receivers have not had the experience of working with the quarterback either. The quarterback has not had experience working with the receivers, and the receivers have not had the experience working with the quarterback. What do you expect? It's going to take time for all that to work, and that's why Dorian Thompson-Robinson should be starting the, the game if he's available. Now, the later it goes on, uh, the more you might think about uh, starting Flacco if if uh, DTR misses an entire month or something like that, well, then you might stick with Flacco. But if it's just one week, 
Um, it's ridiculous to think about, in my opinion, about um, executing DTR just because the third-string quarterback completed more than 50% of his passes for more than 200 yards. I think that's crazy. Uh, just really think that it's it's nuts. I mean, I mean, I think Flacco commended himself very well, but the lack of practice time, the lack of repetitions showed. And in order to win the game against Jacksonville, this is still a defensive team that needs a conservative offensive game plan. They need to avoid fumbles, hang on to the ball, and try to keep the defense off the field. Let them do their thing. Uh, try to get the, you know, rest Miles Garrett to the extent that they can, and get the maximum uh, pressure on uh, C.J. Beathard, assuming that he's the guy that plays. I think. Mean, my guess is that probably uh, the uh, Trevor Lawrence sprained ankle isn't going to heal itself in five days, but we'll see. Okay, well, that's what I had to say. Um, it should be interesting. The Browns are definitely in it, but they need to win it in order to stay in it. We'll see how it goes. Have a great week, everybody. Take care, and we'll talk again very soon. Bye for now.